You're listening to Doxed, a podcast with four friends sitting in front of four microphones in a rather stylishly decorated office, which happens to be my office, outfitted with a Zelda Ocarina of Time in 64 game being displayed. And you guessed it, today we're talking about video games, whether you puritanically forbid your children, or if you don't have children yourself, from playing any kind of video games or whether you're on them all day, every day, no judgment here. And yeah, turn it on while you're playing Minecraft or whatever those mindless games you are. Although, although Minecraft, like, I don't, I, how do you craft stuff? Like, I don't get, anyway, on to the podcast. Who has an opening statement about video games? Mm. Do you know any of the video games lyrics by heart, Evan? <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> a video game. <laughs> um, and that's a new Lana Del Rey. No, it's very old. Oh, it's very old. Though it was Lana Del Rey that opened me up to Lana Del Rey as, like, critic. Yeah. It's about how she really? loves it when her boyfriend plays video games. Yeah. But you, non, get the feeling, you get the feeling that she probably doesn't actually love it. Yeah. Well, okay, no. Really? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, well, well. This is the line. She she asks a question to the effect of like, I hear that you like bad girls, honey. Is that true? And um, yeah, one is has a vision of an, an entire social setting where she has overheard him saying with these boys with whom he plays video games that he likes bad girls. She very clearly through this whole song is somebody who is like curating her presentation to him, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, like is and not even in a sick way, but is like deeply attentive to him as a person. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And then this line of like, I, you know, you imagine like she's, I heard you like the bad girls, honey. Is that true? Ah! Hmm. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I wonder. Meaning she was finding out by her that way that she was a bad she, girl. She, well, she, it's almost more innocent than that, right? She she clearly like she's is not, not a bad, a bad girl, girl, but she's heard him say that he likes bad girls, and now she's just wondering, like, well, I don't know. There's this kind of moment of, um, it's so clear that she's been willing to deal with all of this, or like exist within a world that he occupies, and and it's very clear he does not care at all to occupy her world. Um, yeah, that's the impression I've always had of the song is that he yeah. that she's very attentive to him, and so the image is sort of like of her watching him play video games, and she's yeah. got this whole analysis of everything, and he doesn't have any analysis of her. Well, what's interesting about that potentially is his processing of things with these yeah presumably strangers or maybe friends yeah. Uh, that he's speaking with via the video game. It's like EDMR. It's like, hmm. you know, his eye, especially if he's playing something like Call of Duty, mm -hmm. uh, where yeah. your eyes are constantly scanning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wonder I if there's a, I wonder the if there's a, I wonder if there's a connection with that. Yeah. yeah. Processing things with, yeah. in fast paced games, at least. Yeah. That was my idea with playing piano yesterday. Did you steal that for this? No, or no, I, I just, already? I literally just thought about it from, but you did bring that up yesterday about playing the piano. Hmm. I literally just thought about it because I remember playing Call of Duty back in the day and it, it is very, yeah. I like, yeah. 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 Think about something while you're moving your eyes rapidly. Yeah, that's wild. And you're thinking about something, but yeah. but also, it's just enough distraction to mm -hmm. kind of process. I remember um, twelve, yeah, about twelve years ago, um, I was playing Xbox Call of Duty with um, some guys, and we wound up playing all the time. Yeah, and these guys are from Canada. Mm. and like one night it was just a really bad night his girl walked out on him mm -hmm. like we were there he was we're like he was freaking out he was flipping out we talked him down they wound up getting married they have five kids mm. <laughs> like yeah yeah. yeah well they have six now at least oh, okay. they have six <laughs> they have six kids lost track 
Yeah, I was thinking. What, so anyway, like like while thinking about video games, myself, my immediate, I'm I'm sort of like, or at least I fancy myself to be sort of opposed to video games, but I'm actually not on mm. sort of further interrogation. Just as an, a knee jerk thing, I like don't play a lot of them now. That's primarily because I don't have a system <laughs> set up or anything like that. <laughs> but I realized like talking with people about video games almost everybody's earliest experience of video games is a deeply social one you know? mm. like the one you're describing yeah. here uh or i was when i was thinking back to me as a kid playing video games I was like oh yeah playing animal crossing with my cousins playing civilization with my uncle like yeah there's i don't i like video games hmm. abstractly i'm interested you've got sort of like a vague opposition to movies and yeah, I want to yeah. know how this, because I feel like your perspective on movies, which I've found compelling, is like, why are you watching a movie when you could be talking to your friends? And I feel like this is one of the things that's also leveled at video games is like, yeah, why are you not engaging just as humans rather than through this mode or by yourself, which a lot of people do play video games by mm-hmm, themselves mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm kind of like rethinking my movie thing as I behold the lands, the barren landscape of my self-soothing techniques. Um, <laughs> but um, like, maybe movies aren't the worst thing compared to some of the other activities I like get up to. Well, I think there's also a distinction between like what movies you're watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least for me, like if I'm gonna watch a Michael Bay movie, so think Transformers, big explosions. Yeah that sort of thing i mean it's entertaining but it's not going to do something for me like garden state did in the early 2000s like garden state for me was a uh, garden state eternal sunshine of the spotless Mm -hmm. mind um really important works are there are there video games that are similar artistically well i think there's a, a standard um there, for me, there are two different types of games, and I like both of them. Um, there's there are games that are rich in story and beauty, which, um, like Zelda: Ocarina of Time, for me, that was the I think it was 1999, the best game. Um, it's amazing, amazing game. Um, it's sort of like in that field. And Call of Duty was more of the social. Because Zelda, you play by yourself, mm-hmm. unless someone's in the room with you. And Call of Duty, for me, is kind of like the social arena. But mm-hmm. I, I don't really play Call of Duty anymore, but it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's the deal about movies and yeah. video games. I realize I like video games significantly more than movies, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, as I've thought through this, I've realized that it has some unsettling implications for what I think about books, but we can leave that off the table. A movie <laughs> is, like, two-dimensional, mm-hmm. right? And a video game is... Like, interactive. Right. Like, yeah. there's there's a, uh, an instructive illustration. Uh, like, if people played video games forever and movies were introduced second, right? And you sort of, like, kind of think about what... If we were evaluating movies by the standard of video games mm-hmm. and not the other way around, I think we tend to evaluate video games by the standard of like books and good movies or whatever um i think there could, there'd be a very real critique of like well one does not in any way practice like engage in any form of executive functioning like one does not have to think through complex a complex series of activities or undertakings one does not like in in watching a movie one one merely passively absorbs a predetermined a series of events. But what's the nature? Sorry, are you finished? With well, yeah. That? So, yeah. so the thought really is just I. I think that there are two cool things going on with video games. In my mind, one is they encourage the actor to exercise certain muscles that I don't know get exercised elsewhere. Hmm. Um, things like making goals, right? Like if I'm going to settle the city and I build the opera house instead of a granary. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that, what does that mean? Right. And then I have to, there, there's a whole series of like thoughts I have to go through or I have to hierarchize all of my different objectives. And I think that that is, uh, actually a cool mode of thought a, and then B, mm-hmm. um, and I'm, I say this cause I'm thinking a lot about 
dogs. But mm-hmm. dogs learn best and people learn best when they're taught in the context of play. You know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And whatever whatever watching a movie is, it isn't it isn't play, right? But there is something about a video yeah, game. Yeah, it is. In in the in the dense sense of the word play, right? Where one is imaginatively sort of participating. Yeah, but you're not learning social skills from a video game. You can learn social skills from watching the movies and how they interact and Aww. the scripting mm-hmm. from it, yeah. which is how I've learned a lot. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But I guess what I mean play, I mean sort of like. Uh, like the projection of a certain thought onto a like a goal. Uh huh. And then and then but you yourself figuring out a way to get there. Right? I'm kind of I kind of question though the like you don't exercise these things in other spheres because I remember making this specific connection. So I used to play this like little iPhone game called Oralux, and you're basically like colonizing these little planets. And then you're taking over other planets and whatever. And it's very, like, mindless, and I would do it on the plane or whatever. And I remember realizing, I was like, this is the same part of my brain that organizes, like, my to-do list and my groceries and my, like, am I, like, am I running out of milk? Mm -hmm. Like, it's Mm -hmm. that part of my brain. And it's fun to exercise that part of your brain, I think, because you feel like you're getting something done. I say this as, like, a Stardew Valley person who pretty much only plays Stardew Valley. And Stardew Valley is like, I'm planting little vegetables. I'm (laughs) eating a vegetable. It's better than Animal Crossing. And you're, like, you know, constructing things. And basically the goal is to make more money just, like, in American life. Just like life. Yeah. So, but I think I've thought about it in terms of, like, okay, I'm indulging in a sense of productivity while uh, not actually being productive and something about yeah. that I have like a subtle delight in, but it's not like I'm getting better at being actually productive. Well, okay, but let me, if I go to the gym, right, and deadlift, mm-hmm. right, and then I go to, maybe I like it, but do I like it because it reminds me of lifting heavy rugs at work? Mm-hmm. Or is it me exercising a faculty that I will then also exercise at work? But, See, like, you the, get, the, do I get better at managing things? I think you, well, I think there's reason to believe that a person who built, like, who who practices this faculty probably is building a kind of muscle. Honestly, yeah. I, at first I hated that, but now I'm like, actually, like that might be true. That's that my theory. True. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, and I think that you hmm. can see this throughout media. Like, like, actually, people are getting better and better at comprehending complex. But are they getting better at comprehending complex series of actions in, like, a concrete way or merely in a theoretical way like are people better at like meal planning or are they just better at like i don't know email or something mm-hmm. fake mm-hmm. i don't know or, like a, yeah. yeah i want to draw a distinction though again between good movies and bad movies and of course that distinction is wrought with all kinds of issues because it depends on who you ask mm-hmm. but as someone that makes movies i, I think the purpose of a film or a video or a movie is too passive to to the 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 viewer is kind of this is the one place where someone in american life will passively sit down yeah yeah and receive some sort of information yeah now that can be used with all sorts of malintent but if you're using it appropriately what it does for you is it allows you to craft something where you you make them slow down. Yeah. So for me, mm-hmm. video movies are something that create space for people yeah. where they wouldn't have space before. And if it's a good movie, they're going to be accessing emotions yeah. or feelings mm-hmm. or thoughts mm-hmm. or memories or real life experiences, similarities, whatever, that then um, provide them with a chance to work them out vicariously. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and just to be totally clear, I actually don't want to say movies are worse than video games but it was it, it was just that comparison of thinking about like what 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 do the two things give and i would agree you know right right yeah. right because i mean one is active and one is passive yeah. in, in a sense yeah. uh, as far as participation goes and when i think i mean just this last week a pal invited a group of people out to go watch a movie and then we got together after you know, we all watched it together and then we got drinks and um you know Maybe our consumption of the movie was passive, but afterwards, like the very sort of vigorous, uh, right? Well, it gives you fodder for yeah, social, yeah. Un, you know, like 
it, a lot a of the world is, is defined by media experience. Yeah, yeah. And a, a lot of the social totally, sphere. Totally. If and I play common, yeah. then like my civ and your civ are going to look very different and I'm going for a culture victory and you're going for a science victory. And so we don't, we can't get together after we finish our game and like swamp stories. But some games you can. Yeah. And some games you also have the kind of like cathartic emotional element of like analyzing a story. At mm-hmm. least that's my impression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So you can have, I think in some cases you probably have the best of both worlds because some games have like a storyline yeah and or a social element that then you like at least with stardew valley there's a very significant amount of like fan content around stardew valley there's discussion of how to win the game there's discussion of the personalities of the characters in the game and it opens up a whole new world to you yeah it's like oh we all know that so and so is like this and you know they make there there are all these kind of inside jokes there are jokes that are built into the game for you to find there are like spoilers So I do think that, like, some of those really good elements are also there. Yeah, yeah. In some games. I think shared experience is a big one. Yeah. Um, And nostalgia, I think, is also a a big one. Um, Like, well, I have nostalgia around video games. Um, Specifically around certain video games that I played at certain times. Hmm. Um, What do we think about the... I'm thinking about my first experience and pretty much only childhood experience with video games because I grew up in like a pretty anti-video games household. And I had, I think it was stomach flu. And I played Fate on PC. And I remember being like, I would resurface out of this game and I'd be like, (laughs) I felt nothing (laughs) this entire (laughs) time. This is insane. Like in it, like and I and I was like, this is awesome. Like I love this game. I'm really glad I don't feel the fact that I have a stomach flu. But I think even at age like 12 or 13 or whatever I was, I was like, that's a little weird that I have that just like my pain and suffering just evaporated. Yeah, yeah. There's something to eat. Well, I think it happens with our phones all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was back before you could yeah, be con- continually connected. Right. And yeah. I think I think maybe we probably don't even really think about that like someone that has never played video games before now might Mm -hmm. not even have that experience because they sort of understand that with their relationship to the phone or whatever else it is but like there's something about putting yourself into something yeah which is like an externalization yeah so you don't have to deal you know yeah yeah that's the thing that has always freaked me out about i find movies or even video game media consumption for me gets really it gets really extreme you know yeah and i'm a little bit unsure of my capacity to to regulate my own behavior with regards to this stuff like and with with along you and you know ever everyone isn't able to regulate it yeah and there are people who will get completely consumed by (laughs) these things you know i would always do those like turn off the here's the the way to make it really profitable was like I turned off the ambient music and then just put an album that came out that I knew was cool on repeat. Uh-huh. And then I like lost track of time but was listening to the album the whole time. And by the time I emerged, I was like, nice. Now I'm culturally literate in two instead <laughs> of one way. So that... I do. I do. If I'm playing a video game, I'll put on yeah. something in the background, like either a podcast or a video. Yeah. And then, and if you do that, you have no thoughts. Mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. kind of freaks well, me out. Well, yeah, here's so. the question. Yeah, this yeah. is a good point. Here's the question. Is escapism bad yeah well and you made this point evan recently actually where you were i was talking to you about movies and i was like i think your theory of movies is probably good uh which you were like you know what i don't know that it's that good to like kind of anesthetize myself against reality that much and i was like that's cool i should probably do that more and then you were like well but i don't know about other coping me- mechanisms yeah like rumination and yeah. so like yeah. recently I'm movies, but I'm sitting on my couch and yeah totally i mean distance, there are yeah. so many more maladaptive things so now like ever since you've said that i've actually more consciously approached my life where i'm like okay hmm. is the alternative to doing this mindless thing doing something more mindful mm-hmm. or is it just rumination or yeah, self-flagellation that's a really good or point. self-sabotage that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a really good point actually so all three of you are the same personality type, right? Like, are we? Think ENFP, right? ENFP, yeah. Oh. We're so you're the same Myers Briggs. <laughs> um, so for me, I my 
personality is such that I kind of got in, and I don't know if this happens. I think it happens to her in spurts, but I got ENFPs into have, this. What? ENFPs have this thing where they shut down and have a lot of feelings, and then they like withdraw from everyone, and then they come back out and are like, oh, "I've had an insight about reality." Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. So, so for me though, like I forsook video games when, when in a sense, when Oliver was born, I stopped playing call of duty i stopped playing basically anything and i did this for a long time until seminary at which mm. point i realized i needed video games mm. like i had gotten into a cult of productivity yeah and what totally. it became yeah. for me was uh, absolute hell yeah yeah and that's the other thing you can also yeah dial yourself completely in to making the most of every single yeah. moment yeah. and a video game is kind of a defiance of that principle it's like i'm gonna do this thing and i'm not gonna get anything done in real life yeah because that's not what life is about mm -hmm. and probably in the process of not getting anything done one is getting a lot done because mm -hmm. like like the well-documented benefits of play for the human yeah mind, yeah that's right? right that's right um there is a video game addiction is now a thing did yeah, you see that it's, in the DSM it's a couple maybe. couple years ago yeah a number of years gaming ago addiction is what it's yeah. called yeah it's it, but it's in it's sort of like in the 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 back pages they're like we don't really third printing no well, there's up. people we don't know. there's people who have to get a rehab for it there's yeah. like yeah. it's a real thing yeah 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 and it is kind of a cool so i read the diagnosis before before this like just to see what it says about it right mm -hmm. and it's kind of it's very slippery because one of the as you might expect right like but one of the criteria is does it affect your functioning in everyday life right mm -hmm. so a person person could be gaming for 12 hours a day um well it's hard to imagine i guess 12 hours a day but like somebody well, could have no, an addiction no, do. for and it not be a problem it's not or they could do it for 12 and you know right you it game, could or couldn't be a problem it's if hard you to do um it's called the tetris effect if you do if you play tetris mm -hmm. for i think more than five or eight hours a day or something <laughs> you'll dream in tetris huh. yeah huh. And it apparently works with other video games as well. Mm. Yeah. So here's the thing, though. Like, this brings up a valid, uh, uh, a different area of video games is we have people making millions of dollars a year playing yeah. video games. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah. they do, and do it for 12 hours a day. gamer houses. We yeah. have to talk uh -huh. about gamer houses. Yeah. I don't, it's insane. And I kind of love it. They they have entire eSport arenas uh -huh. filled yeah. with these guys. Uh -huh. It's crazy. And it's fun to watch people play video games in a way that i never would have believed in like 2013 if someone oh if yeah I had, if someone had come oh, to yeah. me and said people will watch youtube videos of people playing video games i'd be <laughs> like that is the stupidest oh, thing totally. I've ever heard. i remember growing up i uh spent a lot of time with mallory's brother and we played um so handheld devices is a whole nother category you mm -hmm. know and now iphone games like there's so much um and the realism of games now too it's it's crazy vr yeah. and, and all of that stuff but i spent a lot of time with with mallory's brother and he and i played a lot of game boy mm -hmm. we just we had the game boy and it was fun we played zelda on the game boy and he liked to watch and i never understood that yeah. <laughs> i didn't understand it yeah. back then i understand it now I'm Why not sure what changed for me. I don't understand it either. I will watch someone. I had a phase. I don't really ever do it anymore. But I would watch people play Stardew Valley. Yeah. But specifically this one person. I think because he was funny. Yeah. And so he would kind of like joke around. And I think probably on YouTube, naturally, the people rise to the top who are like the best at the patter and at the, you know, doing something you never thought of doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you feel like you're learning on some level. But I don't, I still don't really know why it's fun. Especially like a live stream, like a really long live stream yeah. of someone yeah. doing something. It's cool to watch somebody figure something out. Yeah, I think what it is, you know? is usually he would have a goal. It would be like, okay, I'm trying to, you know, reach this goal or find this really rare thing in uh -huh. the game or whatever. Uh -huh. And then you'd be watching it sort of in the hopes that he was going to do this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like reality TV in this way. Yeah. Right? Like games and reality tv track along a similar line because there's there's sort of externally imposed rules yeah and then there's engagement within those externally imposed rules yeah. right and i think that there is something interesting about 
both in doing it and watching it because like as as doer it's obviously interesting because you're trying to figure something out but as a watcher you project yourself you're like well i would do this or, mm-hmm. yeah. well here's the other thing well, too you're watching honey. next to someone else you can suggest what you know <laughs> yeah. you, uh-huh, uh-huh. you can help That's them true. and work as yeah, a team yeah. even though you're not playing yeah because I could never even figure out how to walk in certain games. <laughs> like, yeah. I love yeah. to play it so I've the other there. person can play it. I'll be like, go look at that. Yeah. yeah. The other thing, too, which goes back to shared experience, is you have all these, not, not even cults around games, but around personalities that play games. Right. Hmm. right. Which is, uh, like, the parasocial thing we talked about a right. few yeah. episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's how, that's how the one YouTuber that I've seen is it's like people know this person as a person who plays this game or a person who plays games generally but it's weird because you wouldn't think i think this is the thing that confuses me about video games is like are they expressive or are they not expressive of like individual creativity because i tend to think of them as like and a lot of games are structured in a very linear way yeah like you move from thing to thing to thing. There's a storyline. Yeah. And then it's over and you're done with the game. Yep. And then there are some games where you do have a creative element, like Civilization, where you're building something in your own way and you can build different ways, different ra- different times or whatever, and you see how different people do it. Um, but it's like, are you... I don't know. Maybe you just can't give that... A one one, is, like, one is like creation of a kind of art and the other one is kind of like reading a book. Yeah. At least that's been my experience in but playing these two different kinds. But then there's some that are in kinds. between, you know? Yeah. That's the thing that confuses me, because I don't know if you've played Genshin Impact. I haven't, but I, I almost have. Oh, it's so good. I almost have. It's so good. Yeah. So it's this combination of like, okay, you're discovering a finite number of things that can be discovered. Yeah. Monsters you can fight or whatever. But, but you can self-direct among those different goals, yeah. which I think is a very common thing among games. Right. I've only played like two video games. This exhausts my video game experience. <laughs> I've mentioned all three of the video games I've pretty much ever played. Um, but, <laughs> but like there is this element of like, and I've thought about it because normally I think I prefer a game like Stardew Valley where you can build something in your own way, right. do your own thing, you know, take it the directions that you want to. Huh. Um, whereas it feels kind of futile in a way to just be like my sister really likes escape room games escape right. room games drive me completely up the wall that's not even really a video game but like <laughs> literally it's like a puzzle it's like emily, yeah. whenever we go to an escape go. room emily's on the wall and it's <laughs> exhausting. i like escape rooms like in real life but i don't like the game versions because it's just like well if you like the game versions more this is my whole contention if you did more of the game versions you'd be better at the real ones I don't well know. i'm not saying i'm good at them i'm just saying i like you could them. be do I want so, to be though? Is it fun if you're in in Genshin? That's Sorry, how yeah. impact. Can you develop? So there's this series of games called the Tales series. Mm-hmm. So Tales of Symphonia was on GameCube. I played that one all the way through. the The latest one is Tales of Arise. But but essentially what it is is you have a, a group of people that go on quests and do these things. But you can make decisions mm-hmm. about where and what to do, and you can you can respond in certain ways mm-hmm. with certain comments. Mm-hmm. It's it's pre-selected, but it does change the game. Yeah, like in Tales of Symphonia, you can um, as the main character, uh, you can develop your relationships differently, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you can you can ask someone to marry you. You can yeah. not. It could be one of this per- this person or the other person in your crew, or you could be a total loner. Like like there are ways you can go about crafting the story yourself. Yeah. Um, and while ultimately the terminal point is the same, you come out with the same s- big picture, but your sort of individual paths can be mm-hmm. different. Yeah. Yeah. This is my thought about whether it's creative or storyline in both cases, similar skills are being exercised, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're still having to learn the rules of the game. I mean, one of the other interesting things I think about games now, if you think about, yeah, it's like you have to figure them out as you go along Mm -hmm. on some level, right? There's, there's a lot of very complex thought that goes into at least, you know, as far as I can tell, I mean, it's not like chess, right? 
it's not like checkers not to denigrate yeah. these things but like everybody knows the rules and this is how it kind of works right yeah. um and even in those cases it's it's knowledge of and exposure to the rules that give you a way of thinking that is then a really helpful you know gives you the leg up that allows you to win and what i think whether it's a civilization type game or a zelda type game in either case it, it almost feels like we're talking about um the difference between a self-directed and a imposed like violin practice schedule it's like whatever in either case you're gonna get good at the violin right mm -hmm. these are these are other skills you're developing other skills as you do these things one is not necessarily better than the other one i like the way of thinking thing that you said because i do think that's what's satisfying about some of those games is that you get this kind of you get the dopamine rush obviously of like accomplishing these goals you do also get a, a dopamine rush when you figure out yeah like the most right. efficient way to do something yeah. or you out you, or you make a mistake yeah and you don't do it again or mm -hmm. you're like this is how i'm avoiding this thing happening and i think there is this sense of satisfaction that you have that like you said evan does happen in in real life but i think like i still think that there is some sort of difference because at least the perceived outcomes, at least in my head, it's like, okay, if their outcome's going to always be the same, mm -hmm. no matter what you do in the game, mm -hmm. that feedback loop doesn't seem to be quite as functional. Mm -hmm. yeah. It gives you a sense of comfort if you know yeah, that, that's that true. it's going to And I don't even, I might not even be... security. Yeah. And I might not even be, this might not even be a real example, because I actually don't know how many games there are where there aren't any consequences for what you do. Right like losing the game being the most like basic yeah yeah so maybe it's like you're always practicing within this like your actions have consequences yeah Luke, well it just is depending on what so for instance one of these games that would be more linear would be the resident evil series which whatever whatever you Were think those about the it whatever. zombie the, it's sort of like zombies yeah i mean so like no the that most one recent... that you played in the hotel that was so funny the sounds which one was oh left for dead that one yeah that one was funny uh, that's a zombie game it's not actually a funny um, no it is game, fun. but it's the great. sounds are funny it's great. And, like it was supposed to be scary i didn't actually watch it so like give me nightmares but i'd listen to it when he's like <laughs> and the sounds they made were hilarious in resident evil you have finite number of bullets mm -hmm. and all these things and you have to choose when to use what and it's Ooh. very linear and and it has a storyline and but it, it's sort of intense in that huh. way. Yeah. Like it becomes very important. It's like, okay, I have eight bullets. Yeah. Right, right. And I could buy more if I scavenge and find right. some coin or whatever. I can maybe find some as I progress through this linear time. And I don't really know what's coming at me next. Yeah, yeah. So it yeah. has a very... Yeah, yeah. And is this not like life? Right. Yeah, I mean, right, exactly. like, like, isn't isn't play on some level just like the attempt to artificially sort of engage with life, you yeah. know, and like imagine how how do I handle all these circumstances? Like as kids playing house or whatever, like on some level you're working through what are social dynamics, and like it yeah. seems to me there's a similar thing going on here where you're like, well, I have these resources, and I think there's an exaggerated version of like you can have what is it? Because when you were explaining this, Ben, I was like, yeah, in most video games, it's like there's a limited resource that you're trying to get. And you can usually get it by either investing effort or investing time or some, right. some version of that. But the effort is literally usually just like moving your controller in some sort of way. Right. Unless you're playing Wii. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> fitness, Wii fitness. <laughs> Wii fitness. Mm, just dance. Uh, or just dance. Um, but like, and, and the time is obviously like way lower than right. what it would i mean you could play you can play video games for eight hours but you're not going to have to work eight hours to get eight hours worth of game money right so mm. that you can buy something that you could normally right. buy in real life in eight hours exactly so it's kind of like a more condensed version mm -hmm. of of what you're experiencing so it's lower effort so that that's what qualifies i do have to say one play. thing about Link's awakening on the game boy color yeah <laughs> i know okay just Bear with me. Well, and then I have something to say about just this. Give us the local color. The, <laughs> the local color. Yeah, the <laughs> Link's Awakening, yeah. there's a shop where you can... It's like the claw thing. Yeah. 
thing in the store. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay, but it's predictable. It's it's nice. like there's no variation. So if you just know when to press it, you will get what you want. <laughs> cool. And we exploited that yeah. to the yeah. max. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and that this that this very thing though, right? Like, yeah, that's part of the. Well, and that's the cycle. kind of thing you wish you could find in real life. And when you do find it in real life, you're, you're, you're amped thrilled. about it. Yeah. When you find the couch, it's store, true. Well, it is true because e- even it's even if you want to get like a Snickers out of a. A machine yeah it's not a hundred percent that you're gonna get it when you put in that dollar that's true or dollar fifty or whatever it is now yeah or you might punch in the wrong numbers but yeah that way of thinking done. though yeah, about like exactly. look if i just observe this thing i might find the way that i can get the favorable outcome every time yeah that's a good skill to have yeah you know like right. that's a really valuable sort of insight as to how things are. And it's good to have, I think, the continuous feedback loop of having attempted something yeah. and having accomplished it yeah. by yeah. your ingenuity because I think it does confirm in you this this sense that you can do yeah. things. Yeah. But I think that pretty often that sense does not translate for people into their into their outside of video game life. That's this yeah, is the yeah, this is know. the part of yeah. the Ivan thesis that I'm not sure about because yeah. I find it very compelling on some level, mm-hmm. but I still don't know if there's like a correlation between, at least even people's perceived sense of like, their ability to deal with life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What what's the barrier between life and video game world? I don't mean technologically. I yeah. mean processing wise. Is this something that people that maybe tend to keep things compartmentalized would would really be damaged like damaged from or like have issues with and you have to sort of deal in a more integrated like work on your stuff they'd have issues with 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 playing video games because it would be compartmentalized oh i see i see well i actually this is a very new thing to me i don't think i've i've met anyone who's made this i've have had people make the argument that video games are not bad and that they are fun and that they're not going to hurt you Mm -hmm. but i haven't had anyone really make the argument that like video games actively help you well yeah let me go back okay so so yeah i guess to the actively help of God, there, there's a pin I want to put in that. But to okay. your question, Ben, like, what's the barrier or what's the difference between yeah. a video game, real life, if you want to call it this? Um, I uh, I would say, like, well, what what is the barrier between your kids as they are imaginatively playing a game right. and yeah, real okay. life? Fair yeah. enough. Where's yeah. the barrier there, right? Yeah, yeah. But there is some sort of barrier. I mean, there, there's some difference there. But they are in the process of imaginatively occupying whatever world they've created for themselves. They're, they're doing some pretty high-level thinking about what reality is and how they relate to each other. And, right. I mean, at least, yeah. Well, this is, I and think, actually a good good perspective to take on it because simply, like, as someone who grew up with video games, I... Th- what? Pretty smart. Maybe it's from all the video games. Maybe it's from, maybe it's from well, Zelda and Tony actually, Hawk Pro I mean, um, Many of the smartest cousin, people I know My cousin Kyle always had every video game. He won every video game competition... Growing up, he was in Cub Scouts and uh-huh. regular Scouts and all that sort of stuff. He got stuff. the badge. I don't know. He was the Eagle Scout. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he got all, he like be. did all the Boy Scouts to the top. Uh-huh. And he's uh, like, he has his doctorate in some sort of like really hard engineering i don't know what he does but it's like <laughs> yeah. he's really smart There's and all he did was play video games yeah. his entire no, life my point in bringing it up is that the kids if they could yeah. would deteriorate on screens if we allowed them to like yeah. they and would stay on screen. so like point. we have yeah. to make sure because i want to give them that because i do think it's important like mm-hmm. i don't think it's important to take it away yeah like entirely yeah mm-hmm. i want to give them that experience and they like it and that kind of thing uh, but but because they have not developed beyond their ch- childish nature and overindulging and you know if we left candy out yeah it would be mm-hmm. gone yeah. like you know this same principle applies yeah like, if we didn't put them to bed I, they wouldn't go yeah. to bed that, like yeah I think that that is I think that that has to do with the dopamine structure thing yeah because I think you can arrive at a point where you've had your in a system where you are playing a lot of video games, you're getting a lot of dopamine with, like I said, it's lower effort, lower time. Yeah. 
where real life is just too low dopamine for you and you mm. don't want to engage yeah. with it yeah. actively. Yeah. And, well, and, dopamine addiction is a real thing too. Yeah. Well, I mean, on some level, that's just that's just the definition of addiction. Yeah. Right. That's what yeah. We're all true. Whether it's, whether it's heroin or video games, I mean, it's just yeah. the same. And I think, yeah. But oh, so sorry, well, well, just to go back to the question that you put. So, so yeah. Ben, to you, my thought is that like there is clearly some difference between play and whatever it is we call real life, right? But I would say, whatever is happening in play is informative of real life and actually like to go to your earlier point play might actually be because of the dopamine involved the fastest way to learn really practical Mm -hmm, skills mm -hmm. right right like i remember some of my most vivid memories is like a kid i used to play civilization with my uncle right and i learned what the hagia sophia was Mm -hmm. and what Mm. a granary was and what feudalism was because it was immediately relevant to me in that game right and then i walked away from that that game i mean if you had sat me down with a if i was reading through the encyclopedia i wouldn't have walked away knowing the the strangely encyclopedic amount of knowledge i actually did learn about the east india trading company by playing civilization and so i think in a weird way it might be, you know, to learn something through play might be its own kind of hack. Well, to learn something way, way faster. Also, um, if you think about it from the kid framework, like the way they do therapy with kids is play therapy. Huh. Yeah. So I wonder if people that won't like refuse to go to therapy, if they find something. There's a therapy game there. I think there probably are multiple now that is like uh, that was sort of based on this on this process i think it's sort of like for people who are experiencing depression or something like and it has to do with like mm. that experience and there's also like very basic things like there is one that um is a breathing uh app and as you're breathing you're like blowing the sail of this little boat mm. and the boat yeah. keeps going yeah you know so i think that has been kind of started to right well there's also vr therapy oh really yeah yeah so it's essentially like um right now i th- I think there's probably multiple ways they do it, but the only one I can think of is is sort of like environmental meditation type hmm. style. But I, I know there are other ways they've done it. I'm just and I'm sure, haven't brushed I'm up sure on it. I'm sure at some way you could do EMDR that way. I know Evan, you have one more response to. Oh no, 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 no! But I want to throw out one thing, which is like I think another allegory with the kids. I mean, it's the same thing with yeah. kids playing, adults playing, is that when you are aware that it's a game and not reality you're you're reaping all of the benefits mm. in a way that like i think some versions there's some uh, new term that i can't remember for fake work it's like it's like work simulation or something like that uh-huh. where you are like you're doing a lot of planning for working and you're like you know feeling like you're getting stuff done but uh-huh. you're actually not doing anything yeah. and that I think, or like the Cal Newport, like you're just, you know, you're checking your email literally all day uh-huh. and you're working for half an hour, Yeah. you know? And I think that would seem to be like the maladaptive form of like, you're playing, you're not getting an en- any enjoyment out yeah. of it. Yeah. You don't even acknowledge that that's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've right. adequately developed your ability to slot shapes <laughs> within other shapes. Yeah. Like you don't have to do that <laughs> yeah. more necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. And so I think there's something, I just think there's something good about play acknowledged as play. Yeah. And I think that's the instinct yeah. that we have for video games is like, okay, if you are turning away from ruminating and pretending you're working yeah. and yeah. feeling this, also this sense of sort of like yeah. pious or Puritan, you know, self-importance for not playing video games and for, you know, slogging through your email inbox, yeah, or just you are, you are the, practicing some kind mind. of detachment from yeah. something. Yeah. Which I think is good. Yeah. yeah. I'm interested, Ben, about play therapy with kids. I want to hear oh, more yeah. about so that. Oh, yeah. So they do, I mean, Mallory maybe has a better sort of summary of it than I would, but play therapy. How? Okay, maybe not. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. So essentially, <laughs> the, so. the therapist takes and observes how the child plays. Huh. And it's not necessarily a hundred percent correlated but like if the child is playing with let's just let's pick an imaginary child let's call him john okay it's say john is 
five years old and he goes over to the you know where the cars and like the ken barbie and the for whatever reason he picks up the ken barbie and the ken barbie is like like becoming very intimidating to this other barbie Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's a revelatory for Hmm. the the therapist and how the children play and so from there they can develop within the room um, safe safe animals to talk to Hmm. um safe sort of spots and toys yeah yeah um where it opens up for the child and the ability to talk about their personal feelings yeah. with their friend, yeah. the hippo, or, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah, Wow, that's cool. That's really cool. It reminds me a lot of the, like, I mean, yeah, it's very cool. Um, it reminds me of that, that bit in The Body Keeps the Score where they talk about, like, your brain's positional understanding of things. Like, sometimes, to if you externalize by means of physical objects could be totally biffing this i read on a plane three years ago so <laughs> <laughs> um, we believe it that but, was just yesterday in in covid land so yeah exactly years ago. exactly three what was three years ago um yeah um people gain the ability to talk about certain difficult or hard to access things because like you can take it kind of out of your head and lay yeah. it all out in front yeah. of you and then manipulate it or like through your manipulation of it gain deeper insight into how you think about it yeah. the patterns involved in thinking about it and um yeah and i think and i think that on the whole video games do offer a person the chance to do something similar like oh you're reminding me there was this case there was a i think on a podcast i listened to once where there was this girl whose grandmother died mm-hmm. and she constructed a whole sims world Mm. with her grandmother there yeah yeah and then she and she played in this world for a while and it was really great and then she sort of realized like she needed to let her grandmother go and so she turned off the thing that makes it so your sim doesn't ever die yeah and the and the grandmother had like a natural like the grandmother sim had sort of this like natural passing and it it sounds like there's kind of a structure in the sims where there's like a process and there's Mm -hmm. like a ritual at the death of the person and she was able to kind of like actually let her grandmother go through that experience Mm -hmm. Hmm. and so i think that's like a very like one-to-one uh instance of what you're talking about like i need to do this i need to see this i think it's i think it's very real yeah yeah and i think it can also fill things like for example if you did have a tragic and sudden death or a um or like when I was in COVID, that was when I got into Sturdy Valley. And the reason why I got into it was because it was like, I can't do literally anything. Mm-hmm. I can't talk to people. I can't do things with my hands. And in this video game, all you do is talk <laughs> to people and plant yeah. things. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. and neither of which I can do. So <laughs> yeah. it was just a really good outlet for that specifically. Like it can replace something, I think in at least a temporary way, that you aren't able to do. Right. It's kind of like processing well, it is a one-to-one processing grief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's sort of like, and this is not a video game, but people, after someone dies, writing on their Facebook. Mm. Have you seen that happen? No. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So if someone dies, and then, like, a whole slew of people are just like, miss you, buddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Rest yeah. in peace. Yeah. Whoa, that's You get one more so little intense. chance. Yeah. Yeah, wow, yeah. wow, wow, wow. And what's wow. intense about that, too, is, like, you can scroll down past all... I've done this. I know it's maybe... I don't know, whatever. But you can scroll <laughs> no, yeah, down you, past you, you all of the... You gotta do it, man. Scroll down past all of the comments to their last post. Yeah. Sort of harrowing. You know, it's yeah. like, this yeah. is the last thing... Oh, yeah. what's my... Yeah. ...that I have access to. Yeah. You know, especially if they're across the country and they die. Totally. Suddenly. Totally. Yeah, like, where were they at the time? Yeah. And, but you can also see that grief is a, a shared thing mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. I also think this might be kind of a shallow point, but it can be sort of like an anesthetic type thing, or it can be a communal thing when you when you aren't really open to other communal things. Right. Like I don't know if you're really depressed or you're really in the throes of grief or something. I think it sometimes is accessible to like 
play a video game yeah. or play right. like an online yeah. role-playing game. Yeah. Like some sort of thing where it is true. you don't have yeah. to interact with people in a normal way. You can interact with them through this character or through this anonymous forum yeah. or without having to. Like my sister and I, when we were like long distance, sometimes I'd be like, I have no energy can we just like play Genshin together? Mm -hmm. And we'd go and we'd like find yeah. monsters and kind of like vaguely chat, but there weren't expectations yeah. of a deep, thoughtful thing. Yeah. And it was great because no, it sort great. of set, it set the bar low in a way, but it was still a meaningful connection. So I had, do you know what Oculus is? Okay, is that so a VR thing? Oculus Quest. I had an Oculus Quest for Whoa. a couple of weeks and then I decided to return it. <laughs> well, Quest 2. So this was rather recently, last year, or maybe the year before. I don't know. COVID time. Whenever it came out. Yeah. Um, Last week. And so I had some really <laughs> cool games with it, but but one of my favorite things to do, and I didn't do this very much, I only had the thing for a week or two, um, was they have VR chat. What? And you go in like to metaverse. rooms. You've been in the metaverse. You've been in the metaverse. Oh, the, yeah. Oh, okay. you yeah, you up? didn't even bring that up. No. You've been hiding this? VR <laughs> chat is awesome. And there's a whole YouTube channel devoted to VR chat where this guy goes in and talks to people. Just and people up, are there? People are there. People are just always there. Can you see like their head or, or their whole body? No, so whole it's whole body. But it's not, it's whatever avatar you choose. So like once oh, I was yeah. a monkey holding a machine gun. Just you were the flipping robot in the metaverse, yeah, Ben. Yeah. And you didn't even tell Yeah, 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 yeah. You did you forget? You did fail to bring I that up. I did forget. <laughs> I didn't even think about no, it. No, that's fine. Whatever. It, whatever. It's no big deal. Um, it's no big no, deal. No, there's you a whole YouTube channel. There's a whole YouTube channel. You a little later tonight. You always had more than seven bullets. There's a whole... There's a whole YouTube channel where this guy goes in as Kermit the Frog or Pooh Bear uh -huh. or like someone really... Um, innocent. Innocent. And, and talks to people mm -hmm. and draws out like there's one on like how this guy was abused as a kid like yeah. it's intense yeah. stuff yeah. but it's really interesting to watch how it develops in the the virtual yeah. space and this is the beauty of the internet anonymity thing is that right because they have the freedom yeah you yeah. have the freedom to choose and to express yourself except you're not really anonymous anymore like, yeah well that's true but i think in video games you kind of still are yeah if you want to be mm -hmm. yeah back in the wild west the yeah. old days of early internet, yeah, yeah. But I, I, and I, I remember sort of experiencing this. Like, I, I used to play The Sims online. Like, there was a brief period where, you know, one of these, one of these sorts of places where everybody lived in the same town, and yeah. you could, you had a sim, but it was like an avatar for you. And I, I remember making various people that were unlike me, right? Various mm -hmm. Sims unlike me in all these different towns, and just. And, like, I did have some very meaningful relationships. Yeah. Because it was, there was very little at stake. Yeah. Um, that's cool. It generated a form of honesty. Like, I don't know. One. Well, that's interesting because I do think it's something that you naturally do as, like, an adolescent. is sort of, like, try out different selves. Yeah. To yeah. see what the effect is. Yeah. And then you're, like, and you do eventually sort of, like, coalesce into, like, one thing. But I think it is a very natural human thing to kind of be like, are, like, what is the social dynamic like? And also, yeah. are there parts of me that I normally keep hidden that I could bring out and be accepted? Like, like that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Which, which when one, like, when one is a kid and is playing, one does this. Like, what if I was mm -hmm. the king? You mm -hmm, know? Mm -hmm. What if I was the captain of the Titanic? Yeah. News. Yeah. I would rather get. Evan's like I was always the captain of the Titanic. Yeah, and my little sister was always in the third class. Bad news. Oh no! I don't know what that tells you about me, but hey, so question. There's content. Titanic. Yeah. If they made a video game, they did. There, they did. Titanic. Yeah, Adventure Out of Time, baby. Okay, can you can you miss the iceberg? No. Is it possible? No. If there you was, can't tour the ship. You if can there the was a video one. game you where you could miss it, yeah. If you did specific things. Would you, or would you wait and let it do its thing? I, of course, I'd let it hit the iceberg. I mean. <laughs> I, you know, it's just you have. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, it's like, what is it? Yeah, or another transatlantic liner. Name, name an Edwardian era mail steamer. You know exactly, exactly. <laughs> it would just be another Mauritania. You know what I mean? It would just be another. 
Olympic. I mean, no offense to the Olympic, which served nobly until like 1938. Mm. But like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah. But, but I mean, it's a good question though, right? Because like actually even, even thinking through it. What about vicarious, like living vicariously in a way? Yeah. Um, I mean, we've sort of touched on it, but I mean, like sports games. Yeah. People, people play sports games, I guess. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I when have heard. Play- People play oh, sports games. Yeah. Video games, Before yeah. I went to college. Like, is this like fantasy football or is this? No, like, this is like one, you, you press the button you and you throw the, the football. Oh, like yeah. FIFA? Yeah, like FIFA. Yeah, you oh, can yeah, be the actual people. FIFA. People love I, I, I have played a number of sports games in my past, but listen. I want to be clear. Listen. Yes, it was. Like, this was in the early, early 2000s. Before they became the impossible. Naughty now audience. you have to have the skill of the real athlete. In order to play these games, okay. Yeah. So what's the, the point? Question. This is the question. How does our theory of like play is great and a cool thing hold up when it's like there's clearly something different here because there, it's a game that's a game. game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is it just like oh I can't go outside to play soccer? Um, I just think I think that a huge element is when you're in a game, whatever kind of game it is, you have to spend time learning. The, the yeah it's just it, it's interesting though because well i guess i guess it all still holds up because it's like you're learning skills you're learning skills that are quicker and easier to learn than actual outdoor sports skills probably but apparently that's changed according to bed um and so like you have to i don't know like you get this feedback quicker and you get this like experience quicker and then you do learn on some level and it is somehow enjoyable but it is funny. Like, I feel like it should have its own category. A like, game playing a game. You know, for a yeah. while I had friends telling me to download Uno on my <laughs> Nintendo Switch. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, why yeah. not? Why not? Well, there's games. I don't know. I feel like I'm talking about Stardew Valley constantly. <laughs> you right. can play, play in Stardew Valley. Valley. You can I like go that it's in Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. Oh, I thought. Oh, okay. I thought Stardew. Like, <laughs> we start things here. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, but you can go in. There is a um, the game's actually banned in parts of Europe because there's a slot machine simulation. Oh. So there's like a casino that you can find, and there's a slot machine. But there's also like in the like bar or whatever. There are a couple of small, you know, like console type video games that you can play as a character. Oh in yeah, video. Game. You can play video games in Animal Crossing. Well, yeah, you yeah, can, yeah, similar, yeah, 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 yeah. You can collect, like, mm-hmm. put them in your basement mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because really, I guess, well, really, what you're doing is you're just playing a different game because you are, are taking a brief yeah. break from playing the yeah. game you are playing. Right. I'm. I'm not thinking another thing. Re video games, like how infrequently adults engage in anything like play in person with each other yeah do you mean like they don't play board games or do you mean like they don't play imaginary Just games w- whatever it means when when somebody says that that other person is playful mm. you know what i mean um i this is funny i was thinking about this conversationally because i think i have the experience both at work and at friday night dinner Mm-hmm. Where there is a kind of game that's being played verbally, where yeah. you're kind of like passing a ball around. Yeah, yeah. That I think probably used to be, the, you know, how like in Jane Austen or whatever, they, he's very witty. Yeah. He's got a lot of wit. You know, and like no one really talks about that. Yeah, yeah. In the modern times. But as I realized, like, there are certain social contexts where you are playing kind of like a word game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Flirting. Flirting, yeah dinner parties like a certain kind of dinner party yeah 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 a lot of it is centered around a kind of romantic mm-hmm. thing now yeah yeah this is why everybody thinks everyone at trader joe's flirts because yeah. they're just nice yeah well because they're playful because oh they're, they're playful. playful yeah yeah and i guess see I, that's good yeah it's yeah. a good quality well to it's have. nice if you know that everyone's doing it and someone's not specifically flirting with you because flirting is actually fraught with a lot of stakes if you don't want to be flirting with that person. Right. It's and so it's nice to know that everyone's flirting with you, but no one is actually right, really Especially if you. you're at the... I can't make the pun. I just... Oh, I got it. I just <laughs> forgot that I had it. I haven't been to Trader Joe's enough to make the pun successfully. Mm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You can come and try it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been there once. I loved it. 
they loved you back. <laughs> yeah, I bet Not they, as much I as bet they, they would love you at the friendly confines. Uh, oh so video gosh. games, ending thoughts. Video games are, on the whole, I'm finally admitting, better than other forms of self-soothing that I would otherwise employ. And therefore, so if you're Evan. <laughs> I might be doing more of them in the immediate future. Come back next time for our live stream. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that would be the worst thing. You I would love not, that. Maybe you, I, people can tell us if they want us to do a live stream. Of that would be great. It, but it's us playing cribbage. But it's us playing cribbage on the, <laughs> yeah. on the screen. On the screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like clicking cribbage on the screen. <laughs> I've thought about button. getting a cribbage app so that I can learn to be your dad. Yeah, be a good move. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think as a force at the skill thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um. My my overall, I think the most important thing I, I think about video games is like they are a means for people to engage in play. We don't have enough of those. Yeah. It's it's worth getting more. Like anything, it can be abused. But I think the fact that there is an immediately accessible mode of disengagement with like one's worldly cares. Mm-mm. It's not all in all a terrible thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. Oh man, can you put the can you put the Sufjan video games into the outro of this? Probably not. <laughs> Unless actually I know a guy who knows him, so maybe we could get permission. Yeah, please, Sufjan, listen to our podcast. We love your song about video games. <laughs> What's your last thought, Ben? That's it. I like I like video games. You've been listening to Doxed, a podcast made possible in part by our patrons. If you want to sign up to become a patron and support the show, go to patreon.com slash TV. That's T-H-E-O-R-I-A-T-V. Don't forget, you can leave voicemails. Check the description and uh, leave us one. We'll see what we can do about responding.